Hey, Ashley. Hey, Kim. How you doing today? I'm good. I'm trying to tie my shoe. I see that. I was like, what is she doing over there? Well, we just got back from a quick little walk because, you know, every now and then we have to stretch our legs down here. We had a really good walk. We did. We walked over to the almost finished Fifth Street Pedestrian Bridge. Bridge. We did. And you guys, I think it's going to be fabulous. I know. I'm, I'm so excited. I'm sure that some of you saw the lights that they put up down the middle. I feel very uh, Londonish while I'm over there. You know? Okay, well, I haven't been to London, but I feel like we're getting a little bit of a facelift down here. I know. I'm going to love it. We, oh, we're going to take long walks. We're going to walk from Georgia to South Carolina. I know it. It'd be so much fun. <laughs> so silly. So anyway. We had today's podcast is just, it's a comedy show. Literally. Okay, I mean, now it wasn't intended to be a comedy show, but <laughs> when you get someone like the wonderful Jay Jeffries, who is voted Best Augusta Weatherman by the readers of our Augusta magazine, when you get somebody like Jay in the seat next to you, um, things just happen. And it happened, and we are just going to roll with it, because it is great. When I tell you it's a complete comedy show, if sit down, listen to this. Uh, it talks about a lot of things that you may not know about Jay. I mean, everybody here knows that Jay's the weatherman. He's kind of famous in Augusta. And you'll find out some other things that he may be famous outside of Augusta, too. That's right. So Jay is a, an extremely interesting guy, and we were very blessed to have him come and sit down with us here on the front porch. So we hope you guys enjoy today's episode. All right, let's get into it. Welcome to Augusta Magazine's Front Porch, a podcast about life in the Garden City and the people that call Augusta home, as well as a behind-the-scenes look here at Augusta Magazine. From restaurants and shopping to healthcare and business, we'll talk about it all. Welcome to our Front Porch. Hey, Jay Jeffries. Is this thing on? I think it is. Kim, are we free to talk now? Hallelujah. Hey, How are you? Listen, we are here. This is great. How you doing? I'm doing great. How okay. about yourself? I'm doing great. And your name is, ma'am? I'm Ashley Durant. Okay, and Ashley, what do you do here? I'm the publisher at Augusta Magazine. No kidding? Yes. Okay, explain. What is the Augusta Magazine? <laughs> it is the city's oldest and original lifestyle publication. Okay, with the, the content of what? All the people that live in this city. So our our kind of our elevator pitch, I guess, would be, mm -hmm. we like to tell the stories of the people who work, live in Augusta, Georgia. Okay. And I, I take it that you like your job. I love my job. Uh, what do you like about it? What do you love I about love it? I love that every day is a little different. And oh, I I'm love sorry. the people You're that I get to meet. You're supposed to be interviewing me, right? I am oh, supposed oh, to, but oh, okay. you see how good I am? Yeah. <laughs> just, I just went with it. Well, I just wanted to practice there for you. Okay. You where do job. you see your, uh, Where do you see yourself in five years? In five years. I hope that I will still be here at Augusta Magazine. Okay, that's but, a plus. But but changing things a little bit. Mm -hmm. So And then who knows what else I'll be getting into. Uh, how has the publishing changed over the years, you know, with the new technology and different stuff? Uh, do you see a big drastic change in it? I've seen a little bit of a change, but not anything that's major. I mean, we still like to focus on the print product, mm -hmm. but we have definitely tried to improve the quality. Not that the quality itself was bad because the content was always great, but, you know, better paper, that kind of stuff. Okay, if you can sum up the uh, the Gusta magazine in one word, what would that be? Classic. Boy, this girl is good. <laughs> okay. So how okay. are you, Jay so that, that is our show for today. I want to thank you so much for coming <laughs> out or, 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 or listening there for you. And uh, tune in next week. We'll have another interesting guest. In the meantime. You are the guest, oh, Mr. Jeffries. okay. <laughs> You are, you are. <laughs> How was that for an intro? Was that okay? You All did right. fantastic. Okay. Now that we have your attention, go right ahead, madam. Okay. Well, thanks for visiting with us today. <laughs> Anytime. We're super excited to have you. I dressed up for the occasion. Yes, you did. Oh, okay. All righty. So tell me uh -huh. about being Augusta's favorite weatherman. Um, How does one become Augusta's favorite weatherman, Jay Jeffries? Try to get the weather right. <laughs> okay. If you, now, if you don't you get know. it right, they don't like you. You know, <laughs> they they talk about. <laughs> we have the most, the hardest job predicting the weather. I'm just a messenger. I don't control it. People actually think when they send an email or they call, they go like, you know, uh, hey, it's too hot. Change it. And I go like, I I can't. I just have to read what the models say. If it's going to be 75, that's that's going to be it. 
Well, do something about it. I hear that all the time. All the time people think that you can do something. So they think you're God, essentially. If I had that much power, the world would be totally different. Probably be messed up because I couldn't handle that that much power. That's just too much. I wouldn't want that much Amen to that. Yeah, okay. So tell Mm -hmm. me, how does one get into meteorology? Let me flip the microphone around now. Oh, man. I like this. All right. Hey, we sound (laughs) good, too. We do sound good. I like all this technology here there for you. All right. Mic check. One, one, one. Mic check. Okay. No, uh, actually, um, you just got to have some schooling for years, you know, and, uh, of course, get some practice in. And I think I've been getting a lot of practice. I'm thinking about doing this for a career. I think you should. Yeah. I think you would be absolutely fabulous. Oh, thank you very much. You're welcome. Okay, I'm still in my intern years, but (laughs) I'll kind of work on that there for you. It's fun. You know, I get a chance to meet people, and and I like like, like you guys, you know, all the time. And, of course, unfortunately, uh, we have our our producer behind the scenes. She doesn't have a microphone, but she's pushing all that button. What's her name again? Um, Oh, uh, Miss Kelly, or Miss Stewart, excuse me. I was going to go to her maiden name, Miss Kelly, Uh, but. Well, you can do that, too, but a husband would be mad. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, he's he's a nice guy. He is a nice guy. I'm going to adopt him as my brother. Oh, I think that'd be great. Be great for you. They go like Jay. Y'all don't look nothing alike. (laughs) 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 Okay, that's too funny. But weather is fun. You know, like I say, you get a chance to meet people. Uh, I try to do my best by getting the weather to the best of my ability. The longer you are in, here's the secret: the longer you're in one general area the better you become because you learn the climatology of that area. But if you continue to move around, you hear one year and someplace else, and you never get a chance to learn that, that footprint of the area. And we cover a big footprint. We cover Georgia and South Carolina. Right. In between is a body of water, and that kind of disrupts the weather pattern for Georgia and South Carolina. So it's very challenging. Absolutely. Well, okay, so let's take it back, though. Okay. So little Jay Jeffries is growing up in Cleveland. Cleveland, Ohio. Ohio. Yeah, born and raised. And what is your your aspiration when you're a young child? What do you want to be when you grow up? Um, Actually, uh, a true story. It was uh, five or six of us growing up, and uh, and I know you've done it. Uh, you ordered a, a washing machine or a refrigerator or a stove that came in a big box. Oh, yes. Yeah, so remember mm-hmm. when Sears used to pull that big truck up and back it up in the yard, and they put in the appliance, and then they put the uh, the big box to the curb. Well, we used to go up and down the street and find out who's getting a new appliance and take that big box and put it in my mom's yard. And uh, it was myself, Greg, Renee, Rosalind, and Kevin. And we were all practice flying a airplane in my backyard in a box so a pilot a pilot so greg and kevin was the pilot and co-pilot i was a navigator so i guide you through the clouds and the storms true story i love that and renee and rosalind pretend like they were flight attendants back there they were called stewardess i love it okay now time to laugh they used to make us peanut butter and jelly crackers that's what they used to serve us with Kool-Aid. And they would go in their house and make it. They would come like, hey, Captain Greg, can we get you something? And I'd go like, well, what about me? And then we all get served. Now, we're in a box. That now, was your in-flight snack. Yeah, and we are <laughs> flying all over the world. We had no destination, but we went everywhere. Love and it. it. It was fun. True story. I love Greg that. and Kevin became pilots in uh, a was it Continental and United Airlines? Very true story. Oh wow! Renee and Rosalind became flight attendants, and I became a navigator. But I stayed on the ground, so that's I'm right. the only one that didn't go quite all the way. But they did it there. Well, that's that. impressive. So that yeah, and Greg Greg was actually uh, here uh, in uh, Augusta. He came down about a month ago. And I went home to Cleveland, and he helped me drive back. So we we, we had some fun talking on the way, uh, coming back and stuff. So, so it was you good, stayed good in touch. Stay, still stay in touch. All of them, we still stay in touch there for you. The only bad news is that I am the only one working. All of those, they have retired. So I don't know what I did wrong in life. You took you know? a wrong turn somewhere, yeah, my friend. Yeah, and I went through the wrong cloud. <laughs> but you have ended up coming out just fine. You think so? I do think so. Okay, thank you very much. Because you have been voted Augusta's favorite weatherman by readers of Augusta Magazine. That's what I keep hearing, you know? Uh, but the proof is in the pudding. I, I, 
I want to thank you guys, first of all. You know, thank you for uh, supporting me over the years. I want to thank the readers for choosing me because they could choose anybody else they want, you know, but you're choosing me. And uh, hopefully we can have a big celebration that's coming up. And I know COVID has really been a battle for everything and everybody across the area. It has. And hope, hopefully that could be in the workings there for you. Not going to put you on the spot. You don't it's have okay, to, you but don't have you to can because we already have one planned. Oh, no kidding. For May of 2022. Really? We do. Hi, dog. Free party. There you go. That's right. Free <laughs> All party. Right. All the Kool-Aid you can drink. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to get Rosalind and what's the other, uh, Renee to come down and service that Kool-Aid? Uh, yeah. Yeah. No problem. <laughs> That'll be good. I love it. And, and of course, the little crackers. And they didn't put it on Ritz crackers. They put it on the saltine crackers, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah, the real cheap ones, you know. <laughs> so, but it was a lot of fun. But we had a, we played imaginary, and we flew everywhere. And believe it or not, that's what we became. I took it a step further and did radio on top of all that, doing uh, uh, weather and stuff. So we just had a, a good time. Okay, so how did you get your start in radio? Radio by accident. I was cutting the grass, 14 years old. I was 14, WJMO, Cleveland Heights, Ohio. I'll never forget that because that was something I used to say every hour on the hour. I was cutting grass. The program director, Rudy Green, he used to call himself the Green Machine. He came outside. He said, hey, y'all. Hey, hey, what you doing? I'm cutting the grass, sir. Because, you know, you always had to say sir or madam or yes, ma'am or no, ma'am or yes, sir or no, sir. Uh, from the air, or you get hit in the mouth, you That's know, right. <laughs> all the time. Don't forget your manners. That's right. And uh, he says, hey, uh, you want a job or something? We're looking for a job. I go like, well, yeah, I got one. I'm cutting the grass. But I was willing to do anything to get out of the heat. And it's not really that hot in Cleveland. And uh, he, he hired me to work on Sundays. But not knowing anything about radio, I was not going to be able to talk or spin records or anything. And this was a an urban station, an AM station, 1490 on your radio dial. I still remember. Yeah. Look at that. And um, he says, well, here's the tapes. And uh, just go for it. Just put these on. Here's the log. And this is what you do every hour on the hour. And you have to do a legal live ID, which is WJMO, Cleveland Heights, Ohio. Go like, okay, I can handle that. I used to call my friends. And say, hey, I'm getting ready to talk. He said, okay, cool. What you going to say? Say my name. Say I said, no, I can't, I can't say say your name, but I'm getting ready to say something. So, and I hang the phone up. And I said, our time now is, excuse me, this is why I sounded. Okay. Our time now is 1 p.m. And you're <laughs> listening to WJMO Cleveland Heights, Ohio. And now here's Pastor Armstrong with today's word. You know, and it went like that. Then I would call my friends back. Hey, did you hear me? They said, when are you going to talk? So I had to wait another hour before I can say something for them to hear me. Because you could only talk once an hour. Once an hour. Okay. But I graduated. I started working on weekends at night at a dedication hour. Boy, and I tore that thing up. Oh, so did you take live requests from Ooh, people? Boy, did I. Back okay. then, it was okay. You didn't have to keep your hand on the sensor button. <laughs> but somebody would call in and say, yeah. hey, can this, you play? This is uh, Juanica from uh, Cleveland, and could you play uh, Peaches and Herb Reunited for my boyfriend, uh, Pookie? Yeah. And I go, <laughs> like, okay, we'll do it, and I will play the song. Hey, this goes out to Pookie, reunited from your girlfriend. I forgot her name, but anyway, here's the song. <laughs> and, I, and it made you popular. I go like, man, this is cool being on the radio. And uh, that's how I got my start in radio. And that I did that for so over cool. 25 years. Yeah. Okay. So you did that for 25 years. And how do we go from radio to TV? Boy, I don't know. I got on the wrong train. I was listening to Gladys Knight and the Pips, midnight train to Georgia. <laughs> Except for it took you somewhere else, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, it took me uh, everywhere else. I got out of radio. I mean, while I was still in radio, and I moved from Cleveland, Ohio, to Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Now, this is another true story. There's a few things you guys don't know. I'm just telling everything about We love stuff. it. Now, is this legal? You know? Yes. <laughs> you telling the story, Jay. You know, okay. That's right. But anyway, um, I had... Um, so forty some dollars in my pocket, and it was like nothing. Right. Graduating, hit my first out of state job to Baton Rouge, Louisiana. A beat up car, a bad muffler, but it took me from point A to point B with no problem. Didn't look good, 
rusted out because it was out of Cleveland, Ohio. The floorboard, I used to put a, a heavy mat over it to keep the uh, the heat inside, keep it from escaping. So my car looked like the modern Flintstone, where you almost had to use your feet to get started. We all been there, had them oh, rough cars yes. Oh, yes. there for you. All right, I couldn't afford enough fluid. It was a convertible. So, you know, in, in raising and lowering the, the top, you had to have certain type of fluid. It had a leak in it, so I always had to keep buying fluid. So after a while, I said, just forget it. I'll never let the top down. Just so, keep it. So I had a convertible, but that didn't work. <laughs> and, yeah. and moving to Baton Rouge. Yeah, I'm going to Baton hot. Rouge, Louisiana. Now, I took a job working 7 to midnight at WFXOK in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, 7 to midnight, making little or nothing money, and didn't have even have a place to stay. But I knew this, didn't know this guy. He owned a motel. Correct me, motel, not, not a, a hotel, hotel, but a motel. And I gave him my word that, please, if you just let me stay here. And and back then, everyone, they don't do it anymore, but this is when they used to keep two weeks in the hole on your page stuff, on paycheck. So it was like a month before you got paid. Do you know what it's like to go without any type of income for a whole month? Oh, I do. Yeah. But yes. Saltine crackers and Roman noodles and cold pizza. That's that. That's what it's like. I didn't get the pizza, but anyway, um, he says your word is going to be very important in life, young man. And he listened to me and did everything, and he let me actually stay there until I got paid. I paid him, but he gave me the money back, and he wanted to apply because he said that he believed in me. He passed away years ago. I went to his funeral, and uh, I, I I spoke to him and said that this was a a loving man. I didn't really get to know him that much, but he believed in me. And hopefully, uh, where, wherever he's, he's lying now in peace, I hope it's internal, hope it, everything is okay for him because he helped me to accomplish what I am today. He gave me that start, even though it was something little, but he had something that I didn't have. And that was a place to stay. And he gave me love to a stranger. He didn't know me. You oh, know, he did. I didn't know him. So but that's you know, awesome. Yeah, that was really nice. And then I, I just branched out from that and uh, started really getting deeper into radio and become like corporate program director and traveling and doing everything. And then I wound up in a city called Beaumont, Texas. That's when the television side comes in. Okay. Joe Arno, my best man, he was my best man at my wedding. Okay. And um, <clears throat> he says, hey, my news director looking for somebody to do the weather. I'm like, okay, you know, didn't mean nothing about it. He says, well, I thought of you. To do what? He says, do what? I said, I don't know anything about the weather. And I went like, guys, they can't get nothing right. They lie all the time on the air. <laughs> they tell all, all kind of stuff. <laughs> and not knowing this is going to be my career right. here, here coming up. So I said, uh, he said, well, just try it out. Just give him a call. John Hurt is his name. Great guy. He gave me my start in television. He was the news director, and he was also the uh, evening anchor. And he believed in me. So that's two guys in a short period of time that gave me a start uh, that I really appreciated. So when someone reaches out to you, gives you advice or criticism, and want to help you, listen to them because you never know where your future is going to take you. That's right. So uh, he gave me, gave me my start. He said, try it out. And go like, okay. I was nervous as I don't know what. And unfortunately, this is public radio, so I, I can't say much <laughs> like what he really said <laughs> or what I really felt, you know. But uh, anyway, uh, he gave me that start, and I started doing the weekends. And then eventually I moved to the mornings. And then from the mornings, uh, Tom, Tom Slider or Cider, I think it's Cider. He was the chief meteorologist there. Okay. He left and went to Florida. And he said he wanted to retire in Florida. He said, I put your name in a hat for being chief meteorologist. What do they do? You know, I thought it was more duties. He said, just overseeing the department. Now, keep in mind, the department was only me and him. He's getting ready to leave. And <laughs> so now you're going to oversee yeah, yourself. Yeah, I'm going to oversee myself. So, But it was a title. And then they were going to hire somebody else to take my spot if I got his job. And I wind up getting his job, not knowing about two years later, I would be moving to KPRC Channel 2 in Houston. So I'm coming off of weekdays to go to weekends again 
And everybody was like, why are you going back to weekends? But it was a bigger market. And more money. Uh, yeah. Yeah, don't forget and that. It go. was money, 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 money. Oh, okay, me. so wait, let me back up for a second. <laughs> so you did not know anything about the weather. Right. So back in those days, because mm-hmm. this is what, 40, roughly 40 years ago? Yeah. Okay. 19, 1981 is when I started. Okay. How does one tell or predict the weather when they know nothing about the weather? Well, there's a thing called online learning, textbooks, college. <laughs> so you had to go to school. You, you had to do something. I gotcha. <laughs> okay. And uh, Mississippi State uh, University, they're taking a lot of those classes called okay. broadcast meteorology and stuff. And they kind of guide you through a lot of stuff. And then I, um, you know, taking all those courses. And then I would listen and watch other individuals across the United States to get their style on what to do. And back then I would watch Tom. Tom was like kind of the first one. But I grew up in Cleveland, so I had a passion for weather from day one. guy uh, named by the name of Dick Garter. Um, He was the the weatherman of Cleveland, Ohio, and everybody grew up. It's kind of like uh, here in Augusta, Georgia. Everybody knew and know you know, AccuBob, Bob right, Smith. Smith. That's right. Everybody knows George said it would, George Myers. Everybody knows those two, you know. So I grew up with, the, you know, Dick Goddard. And uh, I just used to watch him. Only met him a couple times when I was small. And I said, Mom, I want to be a weatherman. And she just laughed at me, you know. Said, Every week you want to be something different, you know. And, you know, you're confused. You don't know that's what right. you want to be. So I watched him. And then when I uh, watched Tom, I thought about that dick, and I took some of that style, took some of the knowledge, took some of the education, and then you come up with a Jay Jeffries. I love it. Yeah. So, so Jay Jeffries gets from Beaumont, Texas, mm-hmm. to Houston. Then Houston. Yeah. To back to Beaumont. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I forgot I left that out. I okay, went back so to we Beaumont. bounced back. Okay. Yeah, because uh, they needed me. I wanted to come off a of weekend. So I was too close to Galveston, and it was too tempting to keep calling in sick all the time. You know, <laughs> you know, Galveston. If you ever been there, Galveston, Texas, is beautiful. It's really nice. You know, so it's sitting in the Gulf of Mexico, right? And uh, you know, and I, I get get that, and it just wind up being wonderful. And um, the way I got here to Augusta, Georgia, and I'm I'm glad I came. I'm glad it happened that way. But uh, it happened by a mistake. I was on someone's air check or resume tape applying for a different job. And they looked me up, and I wind up getting a job and moving to Augusta, and they didn't. So, uh, poor well, little young so lady. So, you were destined to be here then. Yeah. So, I mean, it was a mission, you know, like the Blues Brothers. We're on a mission, you know. And uh, I got on the right bus and the train, and I wind up here. I started, and I and I want to thank everybody. And it's it's been a journey. Uh, I started at WRDW. Uh, Brian Traring was the uh, news director back then. He's the one that actually hired me. Estelle Parsley was the uh, assistant news director. She is now the news director and been for quite some, some time. Some time, that's right. And uh, she's like, okay, we got it. And they started the midday show there. Uh, and then from there, they started branching out and doing more shows and stuff. So I was part of the morning and midday show. And uh, it's it, it been uphill ever since. Okay, fantastic. so you're here, but then you left, right? Yeah, I left. I went to, uh, how, do you, how do you know all this? You've been reading. I've been, of, yeah, studied well, up been, a little bit. Doing all the homework and everything. That's else right. There for it. This is good. <clears throat> yeah, and I left. Uh, actually, I got a chance to travel all over the world uh, for a network called MSNBC. And that's where I got a chance to uh, see the world for free. And that costed me a dime because you get per diem for different cities and stuff. And it varies in price. Sometimes you get $40 a day. 35, you got to know how to spend it and, and eat well. So I ate all type of different type of foods and stuff, and I traveled around. Now, one thing I don't know much about, and that's volcanoes. And I will have to cover some of those from, uh, say, the uh, foothills there in California into the uh, lower four corner states. Uh, that's Arizona and Mexico and places like that. Uh, I didn't know anything about it. But when my time hit, I had to know about it so i read up on it like you're doing your history on me that's I, right i had, you had to, to read up on, I had to read up on it so when my hit time i used to call my mother all the time mama man i can't be on tv 
you could see me nationwide and she would call her sister, you know, and then you know, from there and, you know, it started getting really nice. And I traveled all over this world. And Monday I would be in Los Angeles and then by Friday I'm in Bermuda. I mean, it was it was a a job that I would never dream I would get. I That's mean, it, so cool. This was like a, a, a job that you go like, who, me? You know, travel yeah. all over the world to do weather in certain areas. So I for was free. waiting for free. Yeah, well, they paid well, me. Right. right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, it was good. But it's not for a married man. It is for a single person that has no, I guess, family ties or responsibility right. because you're all over the place. You're never home. Never home. So if you want to venture out before you get married and say, I do and stuff, do all that ahead of time because later on in life, it's not about you anymore. It's about your family. Did so I say that right? You did. No, Good okay. job. So is mm-hmm. family is what brought you back to Augusta then? Yeah. So there's where it gets uh, kind of difficult. Okay. <laughs> on, a, on a good note. Um, I got married and I, I left in, left in uh, July of 1998. I got married in June of 1998. And uh, I met my, uh, my, uh, my wife. Back then it was like a girlfriend, a fiancé. At a WRDW, so RDW kind of put us together there. She was the marketing director uh, for uh, WRDW. I'll go ahead and say her name because everybody knows her. They know her more than they know me now, you know, Benita, you know. And uh, she always says there, I met such and such, and I have to tell them who I am. I said, what do you mean? You say Benita. No, I say, I'm Jay's wife. And then now they know who I am, you know. Because I go like, well, that's good. My name is still working. That's right. You know? There you go. So, and. Um, we got married, and then for some unseen reason that I'm still trying to figure out, <laughs> she called and she says, hey, we're going to have a baby. I go like, well, that's good, and you need to come home because I did not get married to have and raise a family by myself. Okay, so wait a minute. No, she didn't want to go travel the world with you? No, she didn't want to do that. She's a Georgia girl. Bonita. Yeah, she did we not need to have care a talk. for that. She didn't get a passport until maybe 10 years ago. Um, and then we got the kids' passport and got us all passport. But she would not get one and travel. And a lot of her friends would say, girl, if that was my husband, I'd be in his suitcase every week. Right. And uh, so she uh, she saw parts of the place. And I used to tell the travel agent, hey, kind of book me through Augusta because she stayed here in Augusta the whole time. She never left. Oh, wow. And okay. She kept the house and did everything for it. And then uh, she, she wrote on a Christmas gift. She said, this cannot continue to go on. You need to do something about it. That's how I got back to Augusta, <laughs> Georgia. So my, my, my firstborn, Jada, yeah, Jada <laughs> Simone, it, all my future lies in you. So you, you've got to deliver. She is uh, she's 20 years old now. She goes uh, to uh, Kennesaw State on the other side of Atlanta. At one time, she was into the nursing, but I think she's kind of like trying to find herself. So she's kind of like all over the place. I don't care what you do. I believe in you. Just be the best at it. That's great. But no aspirations to follow in your shoes. Oh, no, no. Okay. Musically inclined. Uh Uh-oh. I just opened up another door. Yes, you did. Boy, oh, boy. Bigfoot. That's all right. (laughs) Okay. So little known fact about Jay Jeffries, for some of you maybe, maybe not for others. You also play the drums. Uh, yes, I do. Uh, every year, I just finished uh, playing the drums and having a drumathon for the Golden Harvest Food Bank. They reached their goal right. and passed it. Their goal was two hundred thousand dollars. They reached two hundred and thirty thousand dollars. That's awesome. Yeah. So, and with the help of the station, and we had a drumathon one day in front of uh, the Walmart there in uh, Evans, uh, Washington Road. Raised a lot of money that day, and that helped uh, feed. I think it's. Uh, don't quote me on the numbers, but I think it's total of now they can feed 680,000 families now wow. off of what they did. So that's, that's a good awesome. thing. So we do that and have that drumathon annual, and I pick different organizations to go and kind of support them. I believe in giving back to the area that you work at. So that's the reason why I came up with the drumathon. Okay, so you're little. Let's mm-hmm. go back to Cleveland again. Okay. Is this where we pick up she playing the drums? The I'm taking Buckeye you back State, home. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Is this where we pick up our love for music? 
Yeah, my mother said I came out beating a drum. Okay. Because she used to crack my hands all the time. I used to be all on the table just beating us. She said, boy, if you don't stop beating on my furniture, uh, she says, I'm going to, well, I can't say what she said. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Hit you into the middle of next week. There you go. Yeah, okay. All right. And um, uh, I had a little group called uh, Estacy One. Yeah, we were a little, a little small group, a little get-together group. We used to do different cabarets and play. It was like nine or ten of us in the band. And we would get about $25 a night. So you split that up. We had enough for everybody to buy a little chicken wing and a couple fries. And that's all we had. My mother said, so you out there playing all night long for $5. But, Mom, it's a lot of them in the group. Boy, do the math. Right. You know, get some common sense and do the math. So then I joined the group. Uh, called Kinsman Dads because I used to live on a 119th and Kinsman Avenue. That's on the east side of uh, Cleveland. And uh, so we named the group Kinsman Dads. So okay. we were playing around. We are having a good time. And then, before you know it, uh, we were just playing on one afternoon, and we all just pick up instruments, and we were just whipping up different sounds and doing everything. And then we had a hit. Now, a lot of people do not know the word Kinsman Dads. But if I say this name, you'll go like, what? So we changed our name from Kinsman Dads to the Dads Band. And our main hit was Let It Whip. And now a lot of people go like, no, that's the song? Oh, that was my jam. Ooh, whip it all night. <laughs> whip, whip it, baby. Whip it I all wish y'all could <laughs> see the foolishness that is breaking out in this yeah. office. But And it was a big hit. Now, we were very young. And so I'm, and I'm going to say immature. So we let that one hit, that big hit. We had a, a good album too. We had about three hits off of that. Everybody started going crazy. Uh, people moving to California and doing everything. I stayed in Cleveland. You know, I would, I, I stayed neutral because I'm the only child, no brothers or sisters. My mother just was not going to allow me traveling like them guys like that. And uh, the group kind of fell apart. Then I joined another group called. Uh, the Mighty Mighty OJs. That's Eddie Levert. Look at that. Yeah. And I got a chance to play with him. It was about 12, I want to say about 12 years. And uh, that's when I really started getting into the professional side of music. Eddie says, you're going to be a part of us. You're going to have to learn how to read music. So going to high school and everything, I took up music theory. Unfortunately, one year, I kind of like failed music theory. Uh-oh. Um, but it was in my early stages. I was able to make it good. Uh, so I didn't have to repeat a grade or anything. And my mother says, how does a young man that know how to read music and play almost five different instruments fail music theory? I tell you how. And that was her talking. She said, fooling around in school. That's so uh-huh. I had to buckle down because, you know, having no brothers or sisters, I couldn't blame anybody for That's anything. Right. So. I had to really buckle down and get it. And I learned how to read music. And I picked an instrument that reading music, reading drum music, is very hard to do, you know, because if you're a clarinet, bass clarinet, and off-season, concert season, that's what we called it, I played the bass clarinet. Uh, so I got the some skill on that. So I played a woodwind instrument. Yes, you did. Woodwind instrument. I played the clarinet you briefly. Oh, yes, okay. now, I did. The only thing I didn't like uh I didn't like first clarinet because they all they did was play high notes all the time, you know. And if your reed was cracked or anything like that, That's it right. always squeaked and did yep. everything. So I said, just give me the bass, <clears throat> you know. So and I had a lot of fun on doing that. And uh, so I learned how to read the music and I travel uh, with the LJs a, a little bit there for you. My first concert, my very first concert was at the Front Row Theater in Cleveland, Ohio. Now keep in mind, you want to take me back. I'm 17 years old with an afro like Michael Jackson, and I am looking good. I'm about 120 pounds. I look like a professional, good-looking J.J. Evans off of Good Times. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. I'm at the Front Row Theater, and this uh, venue had a revolving stage, so it never stayed still, so it turned very slowly. If you're on stage, you don't know you're moving. Right. But if you're out in the audience, you see it moving. So that's how slow it really was. On the show was, we were the headliners, the OJs. On the show was Gladys Knight and the Pips and the Ohio Players. Uh-uh. I saw Gladys Knight and I said, Lord, have mercy. 
I was just. <laughs> you fell in I, love. Boy, did I. 17 and didn't know what to do. So usually, and if you go to shows and you always want to know, why don't they start the show? It's because the group is getting enough nerve to get together because once they hit the stage, you know, the show starts and it don't stop until you're on your last song and say right. good night. So we're usually praying and doing everything else. And they did a special prayer. They says, all right, uh, let's have a real good show for tonight. Let us get through this with no mistakes and pray for Jay because this is his first show. He done fell in love with an old woman, you know. And I'm young, and I've got all high school friends, friends. My mother's out there. I'm 17. I playing love it, on a stage with the OJs. You know how much pressure that is? I can only imagine. You know, this is my very first show. I got to remember what song to play, what beat to play, how fast to play it. Got to look at everybody else. And I, I don't sweat, but I sweat that night. I did not know. How cool that, is that, though? Well, it was. But then after that, I became someone. I was Jay the drummer. <laughs> Jay the yeah. drummer. And I, you know, and, and from there, it just took me to uh, other various places and having a good time. And uh, music soothes the soul. Absolutely. You know, you know, no kind of whatever music you play, whether it's classical, R&B, hard rock. Well, I don't know about hard rock soothing the soul, you know, because they really hit it hard they sometimes. They do hit it yeah. hard. Yeah. So you're still playing music today, though, right? Yeah, and it. not just for thing. charity events. Uh, no, I try to, to pay for various. Uh, from the last time we spoke, to up to now, I am really trying to get what they, I can't say what group it is, but okay. I'm trying to switch groups and go to this one group. I haven't even told family members this, but I have a group out there that's really looking at me, and it's a group that you guys will know, but I can't relieve it, release it just yet. Okay, but who are you yeah. playing with from the last time we spoke? Uh, well. Come on now, Jay. My prerogative. <laughs> Don't be cruel. Uh, Got some Bobby Brown. Candy shirt. <laughs> okay, so. And yeah, we're moving right along now. That's right. But so, for people that do not know. It's kind of like a, a group called what? What the, it's called? New Edition? The New or Edition? Yeah, something yeah. like that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, kind of dip and dabber there for you. They have several drummers because there's so many, it's so many members of the group. And they have branched off different groups. So, you know, in that group, they have um, RBRM, which is the newest portion of it. Okay. They have uh, the New Edition, which is all five of them. Then they have the New Edition Reunion, which is all six of them. And then you have uh, BBD, Bell Biff DeVoe. But, yep. Then you have Bobby Brown itself. Then you have Johnny Gill itself. Then you have Raph Tresvant itself. So look how many groups come out of one group. Okay, so then hang tight. <laughs> so when you play, you play with New Edition, uh, correct? Yeah, yeah. Or whatever. Whatever. On, on the chart. Okay, yeah. okay. If that makes sense. And then how do you pick, since you have this day job, as the weatherman for WFXG, you just float in and out well, depending on. they kind of switch things around and everything. And then when we travel, my wife travels with me, you know, a lot of times she go like, "Hey, who we going now? Who we doing? Who? Well, I can't wait to go see them, you know." And uh, she, I think she knows the shows better than I do. And uh, we have a we have zones, so I do more so the eastern portion okay. of the U.S. versus western portion because it's kind of hard to get off work and travel all the way to like Oregon, Seattle, sure, you know, uh, Los Angeles. San so, how Fran. many shows do you play a year? Roughly, you know, that's hard to tell. Okay, because um, with the pandemic, it it slowed down extremely, um, and then everybody was just doing YouTube stuff and everything. But everything is going to start to pick up. I can't wait to get started. Um, I really don't know when the first show is going to be yet. Uh, when it do, I'm going to let everybody know that you know. Please do. do. Maybe we we'll come to Augusta. Uh, that maybe it's a possibility on the. Uh, I have to check with the. Uh, concert promoter and see if you coming to Augusta, Georgia, but hopefully it will be back on the map. Okay, again. so do you practice? You just practice at home? Practice at home virtually over okay. headsets, okay. tracks. You That's know. cool. Technology. You know, That's it's, a it's marvelous so thing, isn't you it? Know? You know, I've been practicing all my life. One day I'm going <laughs> to <laughs> One day you're going to make it big? Yeah, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to make it big somewhere. 
But my one of my dreams was, and I never did it. I went on a couple, a few shows with the Godfather Soul, and I always wanted to play drums for him. For James Brown. But they said that you dodged the bullet because if you play for him, you better be on it because he'll fire you in a minute. <laughs> and uh, I did the weather for him at his television station. And yes, I got fired about two or three times. And then he hired you right back. You're fired. You're fired, Mr. Jeffrey. You're fired. You're fired. <laughs> and then the next day he called, he said, well, where's my weather? Yeah, where are you at? Mr. Brown, you're fired. I ain't doing no such thing. Do the weather. <laughs> do the weather. <laughs> and so you got it. So you worked for James Brown. You got fired at least a couple times. But that was one of my dreams, and unfortunately, I was unable to fulfill that. That was on my, what they call it, a bucket list? Yes. Yeah, so I had to scratch that one off. Okay, that so we're going to go back to Cleveland one more time. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Yeah. All right, so I hear you have some friends that might also be known in other circles as well to yeah. the general public. Not us. Oh, <laughs> well, not you guys? Not us. Oh, okay. Oh, you must be talking about, uh, we called him Triangle Head in high school. Oh, yeah. okay. His name is Arsenio Hall. Yeah, See? we call we called him Triangle Head. Triangle Head. Yeah. Now, do we go by that now? I haven't talked to him in years. Uh, but, um, yeah, we went to school together there. We're all from Cleveland, Ohio. And one of the other big names there, you must be talking about, yeah, old mustache man himself, Steve Hart. Yeah, Oh, Steve. yeah. Old yeah, Steve. Steve. Steve came to Augusta, Georgia. We have time for me to tell this Absolutely. story. Absolutely. Oh, oh, this is a. We don't have no limitation on this. Do we, we don't. Oh, we don't. We just we, keep going. We run the show. Oh, excuse me. So see, Ms. we can talk as long as you want to. Power women. <laughs> 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 yeah, Steve came. You know, he has uh, several books out there. You know, um, and uh, my wife ordered his first book. He came here to Augusta, Georgia, to promote his book. And she gets on the phone and tell me, look here, you need to uh, come get me, get me out of this line. Your classmate down here is signing the book, and I need to get my book signed and get back to work. So like, what are you talking about? With Steve down here, and I've got my book, and I ain't standing in this line, Jay, get down here. And Steve is Steve is a great guy. And when he tells his story about life and survival, it's, it's true, because I've seen him go through that. We've all gone through it. Sure. Hard times. Very hard times. And uh, I say, Benita... I don't feel like dealing with Steve. And he said, well, you need to get on down here. So I I, I gave in. When I pull up, she gets out of line like this is going to be a sure thing. And I go like, well, I hope I can make this happen. Because her you husband done, has arrived. You, yeah, you done lost your spot in the line. You have to go back to the end. And uh, I got up there and uh, she walks up and I talked to everybody. I said, hey, I think it's possible for my wife to get in here, just sign the book real quick and stuff. Them, oh yeah, sure, Jay, no problem. So now we couldn't line. So you know how people roll oh, their yeah, eyes. Oh yeah, they're looking a at bit. you now. Yeah. I go like, see, now I'm gonna lose my popularity being a meteorologist here. Everybody gonna hate me now. He just brought his little wife up here, putting it all I up in all front. And I've been yeah. standing in line for three hours. My feet hurt and everything else. <laughs> and uh, so she got up there, and so she leans over to the to the um, table where he's signing and says, "You went to school with my husband." And she says, uh, who's your husband? I'm a Jay Jeffries. Come here, Jay ain't your husband. He said, yes, it is. He's standing right over there. And he looked up. He says, well, I'll be. And, you know, Steve, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. he wasn't on TV there. And he, and he could say whatever he wanted. But he still says whatever he want to say anyway. And then he says, well, I'll be. Ain't this something? Y'all know Jay. Boy, let me tell you some story. Steve, 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 I work here, man. Don't don't be That's giving right. no secrets. Don't don't Steve, Steve, I'll tell something on you, you tell something on me. That's right. So he stopped and we took some pictures. We had we had a good time. And meanwhile, Benita walking around with her signed book and says, I forgot to get a picture with him and sitting up there, he just forgot all about me because he saw you. So she got a little jealous. But uh, you know. And the way you see Steve is the way he was in school. We took a class in school. It was Spanish, and it was Miss Bucci was our Spanish teacher. When the bell rung, we were not allowed to speak any English, so we had to speak all Spanish. Steve, being a jokester and a comedian, he had us all laugh. I do not know today how we passed that class because he would raise his hand, have to go to the La Bucci. La Bucci. <laughs> La Bucci. Wasa, I got a pee. Comprende? 
you know. Comprende. Yeah. He threw the Spanish he, in yeah, there at he, the end. He did all kind of stuff. And he says, Senor, repito. <laughs> repito. And he says, I got to go to the bathroom, lady. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, I don't know how he passed the class. I think she passed him because she just liked him. He just kept us going. And, but that's the kind of guy Steve was, you know, and, and is. You know, he's he's a lyrical. He told a story, you know, uh, he 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 was worse off than I was, you know. And we had some really difficult time. He used to, I, he did something that I didn't do. I didn't have to live in my car, but he, he used to live in his car. Oh he used my to gosh. live in his car. He used to go to restaurants and use the bathroom to wash up to go to a job. I mean, that's how bad he had it. And look at him now. He can, like, buy a building that. I was going to say, he's not living he in a car anymore. No, he's, he, his, his, his car is living in the house. Absolutely. Which one? I don't know, you know. <laughs> he's got a lot of them. Need to call him and, hey, man, loan me about $10. That's okay. so cool, though. Yeah, but it, it, it's cool. I've, I've been around uh, several individuals, and a lot of people come out of uh, Cleveland, Ohio. Cleveland is a kind of like Detroit, Motown. And there's a lot of stars, a lot of your actors and actresses comes out of Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, one in particular, Halle Berry. She's from Cleveland. Uh, Halle Brothers is a department store like Sears and, of course, Montgomery Ward's right. place like that. And she was named after the department store Halle. Uh, I had no idea. Yeah. It, it, uh, knew her dad. Didn't know her mom, but I knew her dad. Stuff. So she's out of Cleveland too. It's a lot of them. I can't name them all. That's so cool. So yeah. Okay, Jay Jeffries, we got a few more questions for you before we let you go. Okay. Okay. Right. What you reading? I'm reading the, the, a magazine. Most of the time, I usually pick up and try to get nosy to find out what's happening around town. So I pick up the Augusta magazine. Well, we appreciate that very much. Okay. All righty. What you listening to in the car when you're by yourself? Listening to the car, I usually listen to satellite radio, but most time I usually turn on uh, some news or I like jazz. Okay. Okay. If you could sit on the porch mm-hmm. with anybody, okay, who would it be, and have a conversation? Could could it, could it be two people? It could be. Okay. We'll give you two. Okay. I would like to sit on the porch with Jesus and my mother. Ooh, that sounds good. And I would like to say. I would like to ask Jesus. I'm not questioning him, but I would just like to know why stuff is happening. You got the control. And then I would like to ask my mother, am I what you intended me to be in life? Because she passed away in 2016. I would just like to, if your mother is living or your parent or someone significant other that you are close to them, love them. And stay close to them because you never know when their last breath will be taking place. I would give anything to hear my mom's voice again. And being the only child, uh, that you know, that means a lot. I, I'm proud of it. I'm a mama's boy. And I always will be a mama's boy. I love that. Yeah. Thank you so much. No, will you do us one more favor? Okay, anytime. What's the weather going to be, Jay, over the next few days? Hold on. Let me check my app. All right. Check your app. Go to uh, WFXT. <laughs> there you go. No, but I got to say this. Can I say this? Absolutely. You guys are in charge, right? We are. Okay. <clears throat> uh, this is what I want to do. I want to raise the bar when it comes to Augusta Magazine. So this is what I want you to do. Now, you guys have not failed me in the past. And I'm not talking about the two ladies that are sitting here at this round table. I'm talking about you, the public, in the sound of my voice. Listen to me. This is what I want you to do. The magazine is on your various stores throughout the CSRA. I want you to go pick up a copy. And then what I want you to do is to take a photo of yourself holding the copy of the magazine and send it to the Augusta magazine. Okay? Do that much for me. Now, don't try to cheat and get one magazine and pass that one magazine around. I want you to go and get your own copy. And write something on it. And then take a step further. When you go out of town, and this is the upcoming holidays, take the magazine with you. And wherever you have your celebration for Thanksgiving or doing your Black uh, black, uh, black Day shopping, what they call it? Black Friday. Black Friday shopping. <laughs> take a photo. Uh, <laughs> take a photo of you holding the magazine next to an item that you just bought. 
for Black Friday. I love it. Okay? Do that for me. Did you hear what I said? Roberta, I'm talking to you. Shanene and all the rest of you. Yeah. Kiki and Ray Ray and Lisa and them. All right? Get a copy of the Gusta magazine. Open it up. Whatever page you want to. Matter of fact, if you have the old copy, because the new one's coming out, and they have more and more coming, but whatever copy you have, I don't care if it's three years old, take a photo of it and send it in. But I want you to go buy your own personal new copy right now. Why am I doing this? Because we've got to support this uh, individual, this magazine. It is very important. We have to enforce this because without you, Companies like the Gusta Magazine, uh, all other companies around the CSRA will not exist. So we have to support everyone in some form of fashion. Thank you, Jay. How's that? That's wonderful. Okay. That'll be $35.18. That's what we'll be happy to pay you. Okay. All right. right. So now the weather, please, Mr. Jeffers. Oh, I didn't check that out. Okay. Here's here's the issue now. Um, Are we live? Hello. We are. (laughs) Oh, we're live? Oh, man. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> so the weather forecast might be outdated. <laughs> it might be. Uh, warming trend, and then it's going to get cold. A little bit of rain is going to happen one day, and then the temperature is going to go up and down, and then the sky is going to be partly cloudy, mostly sunny, and uh, mostly cloudy. Got some rain coming up in the near future. You pick the day on it and then put some percentage on it, and then Christmas, before you know it, we may get some snow. Have a nice day. <laughs> How's that? Thank you, no. Jay. <laughs> Actually, we got uh, great weather. We're going to be pretty much seasonal for the next, uh, say, 10 to 15 days. But uh, we're going to have some cold nights. We could still see some frost. The first day of, uh, I, I got to say this. Okay. Um, the uh, We're having our first long lunar eclipse that's coming up on this coming uh, weekend. And then the shortest day of the year will be December the 21st. That is also the first day of winter. It's coming. I love it. Okay. How's Thank that? You. That is wonderful. Okay. Thank you so much. And see what you can do about making it snow for Christmas, okay? No, no. See, if, see, if that happens, that means I'm going to have to go to work. Oh, okay. Well, then. me being from Cleveland and know how to drive in the snow. These people here, they don't know how to drive in the they snow. They don't. And why do, when I get on the air and say temperature dropped to 28, 30 degrees, and they, uh, they go to the store and they buy milk and bread. What is that? Yeah. I don't understand. Because you know if right because if the power goes out yeah the milk gonna spoil. the milk's gonna spoil now we used to put all that stuff like out on the, on the porch and put it in the snow that's right and we used to keep it cold that way my mom used to do that you know save on electricity <laughs> yeah. well if you so we don't want a snow for Christmas for Jay but no. for the rest of us since you can control the weather can you see what you can do about that I make a call here and there all right sounds good thanks okay. Jay anytime bye hey see ya. Mm-hmm.